0: When you see what's really happening in that moment, not only is that meaningful for you, but that's the best way that you empower others too. That's the magic of your story is that you are best able to empower people to find clarity and confidence and to take back control because that's what you have done again and again and again in your life, in your career and in this company.
1: This is the One Thing Podcast where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at The One Thing Team. In the last episode, we talked about developing a millionaire mindset and how the rich manage their money with a friend of ours, Christina Wise. If you missed that conversation, please go back. Uh, That sparked a lot of thoughts for me personally that I have been taking action on. And I'm already seeing some shifts in terms of how I look at my finances and how my wife looks at our finances. So definitely recommend checking that one out. In this episode... Wow. Um, I'm having a hard time putting into words what we're about to share with you because it was that impactful for me recording it. I know that this is going to be a huge shift for you. And I'm going to tell you the background about why we recorded this. Uh, you heard us talking about the founding member launch that we did for our membership platform, and it was a great success. And it, over the past few weeks, we've been working with these founding members, adding a lot of value, learning so much, yet there's been a problem. And that's that Jay and I looked up after we we stopped accepting applications and we realized we have been missing something. We have yet to gain clarity on the actual problems that we are solving for you. When it comes to your time, what are the things that keep you up at night? What are the real pain points that you have around your time? It's become clear to us that part of the reason that our business is not where I personally want it to be yet, is because we don't have clarity on the real problems that we're solving for you, and we don't have a way to articulate it. How many of you right now, whether it be in your business or be in your personal life, you know that you need more clarity on the real problems that you're solving. You need to be able to clearly communicate that to other people and if you were able to do that in an effective manner it would make everything else easier or unnecessary this is definitely the case for us and and call it serendipity call it law of attraction call it luck a friend of a friend connected me to the woman that you are going to meet today and this is the exact woman i needed to talk to because she works with organizations to help them develop transformational story leaders she helps them create these creative and resilient cultures and shows people how to lead powerful change through the power of storytelling. This is one of those episodes where the tables get turned on me. And this is kind of a private conversation that, or not kind of, this is a private conversation that we're releasing to you. Because the whole point of doing this podcast is to show you that we actually practice what we preach, which means that we struggle with it. It means that we fail sometimes. Yet we're committed to living with integrity and we're committed to the road to mastery. And so with that, let's get into this really powerful conversation with Lisa Bloom. All right, so how do we, how do we begin this process?
0: Here's the deal. When I ask people, organizations, groups, you know, what's your story? So usually what they do is they give me this chronological list of all the stuff that's ever happened to them. Mm -hmm. That's what we're kind of used to hearing. And not only is it not terribly interesting, it's also really not a story. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to try and look for the core story, because here's the thing. I think we have many, many stories. You know, we're constantly living this experience of life and we have these many moments that are great stories we in fact it's basic human nature we experience something then we go tell someone what i noticed is what's interesting in story is not what happens to us but how we show up given what's happened and so that's really what this process is about it's about honing in on a particular moment on a particular experience and just looking at what happened. And what happens is that when we begin to look at several of what I call these pivotal moments, we begin to see some patterns. And that's when we get to this core story. The core story is the basis for everything. It's the basis for everything we have in a business. It's the basis for the best way that we serve people. It's the basis for kind of what we stand for and what we, um, how we show up in the world.
1: So this is, this is something that Jay and I have been talking about a lot recently. And I have realized the pain that has been associated in our business because I cannot articulate our core story. Uh, For the people who have not experienced that pain or don't have the clarity yet on why story matters so much for you individually or for your business, quickly explain to them why this is so important.
0: Okay. So let me explain kind of backwards for a moment okay so bear with me here but you know many people come to me and they say oh I've done tons of marketing and I have this great website or I have this great product or a great service and it all looks really smooth and and, and wonderful and really powerful but the truth is when I look at it it doesn't feel like me and so what happens is there's a lot of stuff out there you know, there's a lot of competition no matter what you're doing in in the in your business there's a lot of competition there's a lot of people doing something similar to you how do you actually differentiate yourself from everything else you know every other book that's been written every other coach that's coaching every other you know whatever the services that you're doing there's many many people doing it so how do you differentiate now the only thing that truly differentiates you is differentiates you is your story and when we can connect deeply to our own story then we have, the language and we have the passion and we have the credibility to be able to really attract people in to our world and to what we do. And that's the basis for building trust. And I believe trust is like the most precious commodity in business these days. And it's hard to come, you know, it's, it's hard to find but, you know, I say once upon a time we could trust everything. We could trust the, you know, the banks and the and the um, the government and you name it. We could trust, or at least that was our perception. And now, in the last couple of decades, I guess everything's kind of fallen away. So who do you trust? And especially in this online world and in this, what I call this, you know, ADHD world, where we're so distracted all the time. So how do we really focus in? Really hear someone? And storytelling because we are literally wired for story our brains are wired for story it's the one thing we remember you can have an interaction with someone if they tell a story you'll remember the story and not only that you'll remember the information that's embedded in the story and you'll connect with the person that connection translates into trust which translates into good business
1: awesome that helps all right so you you mentioned it's about looking at those moments those pivotal moments and and trying to identify the themes there, which I, I, I'm excited to walk through this process because I, I need this.
0: Okay, excellent. And we're going to look at the business in general, right? We're not going to look at you personally. Correct. Or perhaps we'll leave in and out a little bit. I don't know. We'll see.
1: We're, let's start with the business and we'll we'll see where it goes.
0: Okay. So a pivotal moment, you know, a pivotal moment in business is usually something usually when I say the word pivotal moment, people think of really big pivotal events. In our life, we think of, you know, birth, death, marriage, moving countries, moving cities, all this kind of stuff. In a business, pivotal moments are often about hiring people or finding new products or moving into a new market. They tend to be the pivotal moments that are really, really big. But what I'm interested in is Actually, the little moments, the little moments that happen in conversations that happen in observation. Not, we're not always aware of the pivotal moment at that time. But when we look back, we think, ah, that's when it was. That's when, you know, this business meeting and something shifted. The pivotal moment, usually we identify it because we feel something. There's like a shift. There's a shift. You're not quite the same after as you were before. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to share with me three pivotal moments from the business. And we're not necessarily looking for the big ones. We're literally looking for a moment because story only ever happens in a single moment. It's not an abstract overview, but it's actually a single moment. A Tuesday afternoon, four o'clock, pouring rain. You know, you get the picture right. Like, something very, very specific. Once you can hone in on that, then we have the material that we need to... To, to
1: allow this pivotal, this core story to to emerge?
0: Sure. Well- Have to mind?
1: Yeah, of course. I, I've got a bunch. Um, the first one is one that I've shared on the podcast before. And this was a pivotal moment for me personally, as well as for the business. When I first started working with Gary and Jay- I was asked to cast a vision for the business. I had to sell them on my vision and prove to them that I could even cast a big vision. And I walked in with this vision for us creating this massive company that would write best selling books, launch podcasts, do coaching, live events, masterminds, digital courses, like the whole shebang. And I remember Gary um, going great, but, but if you could only choose one. You know, if you could narrow that focus. And and I came back with a business plan for that. And, And I remember going through these are the three priorities that I have for this year priority number one, priority number two, and priority number three. We start talking about number one and they ask a bunch of questions. I answer them. I say, we good? They go, yep. And I start talking about number two. But about halfway through, Gary starts asking more questions about number one. I don't think anything of it. I answer the questions and I get back into number two. And as I'm getting into number three, Gary asks more questions about number one. I answer the questions. I get back into number three, and I'm talking about it for no more than 10 seconds before he stops me a final time and says, quick question, do you need to accomplish number one to accomplish, or number three to accomplish number two? And I said, no. He said, do you need to accomplish number two to accomplish number one? I said, no he said, then do me a favor, draw a line between number one and number two, or even better, just rip the page in half. Don't even think about number two or number three until you've earned the right to by focusing on number one. The reason this was so pivotal for me is because I've read the one thing I'm trying. I know this is early in my journey of going on my road to mastery with the content realizing that in my life, I have been so scattered. I've had all these priorities and I tried to treat everything like it mattered equally, which is one of the lies of the book. And even in the business, I looked at all of these priorities that all matter and I tried to treat them like they mattered equally. And this was the first moment when Gary really laid it down and said, no, get clear on what the most important thing is and you don't earn the right to focus on anything else until you have mastered that. That shifted all the products I wanted to create went on the back burner. The people I wanted to hire went on the back burner. I needed to focus on creating a truly world-class product first. And I didn't get the focus anywhere else.
0: So when he said that, and he kept kind of pulling you back to number one, and then he said, and I love that those words, you, know, you don't earn the right. That's really powerful. Mm-hmm. How, did, how did you feel?
1: Uh, I felt awesome. You know, one one of the things I value most in this world is growth. That feeling of being stretched. And in that moment, I could tell this was a pivotal moment for me. I could tell this was just one of those things that I would remember for the rest of my life. I knew there would be a story there. I consciously thought of that. I felt my mind expand. And it was one of those great ahas of, oh my goodness, the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results is you truly narrow your focus and you say no to everything else.
0: Beautiful. Okay. Cool. So we're just going to move through these pivotal moment stories, and what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask you questions if if any come up, uh, and then and then we'll go from there. So let's move on to number two.
1: Sounds good. The next the next uh, pivotal moment for me was when um, early on Gary told me that. He and Jay invested over five years researching and writing the book because they wanted the bar for quality to be here. And he raised his hand super high and got on his tippy toes. He said, My job was to raise the bar, not lower it. And I go, Okay. Um, and I carried that with me. But as we created our first course, Time Blocking Mastery, we created a webinar that trained people on time blocking and offered it to, to the people who wanted to, to take advantage of it. It wasn't really converting well. And I went back to the drawing board, realizing that I had to personally take ownership over this thing. I invested over 200 hours personally rewriting this training. And I, I remember it was the day for us to launch it. Jay was standing in the office with me while I delivered this training. And it was fantastic. We had never sold so much on a webinar. It was, it was great. But when we finished the webinar and I, and I shut it down, Jay and I looked at each other. And both of us knew we could never do that again because it didn't give the experience that was indicative of our brand. It used a lot of tactics that are standards in in the internet marketing world. But just because it was proven to work for other companies didn't mean it would work for us. It was not as transparent as it needed to be. And somebody who watched it um, just... We, we were concerned that they wouldn't get the right vibe from us. And earlier that day, we had a, a conversation with the CEO of a Fortune 500 company who was interested in us speaking. He was interested in time blocking mastery for his 10,000 employees. And Jay asked the question, if that CEO was on this training, would he still want to be in business with us? And I said, no. And it was at that moment that I realized that we could not do just what's proven to work out there because it's been proven to work elsewhere. We need to do what's right for us. And we can't just look for conversion. We can't just look for sale. We have to first and foremost focus on delivering value. And if that means sacrificing conversion, if that means sacrificing profit, then so be it. Because what we really care about is building brand, building long-term trust. And at that moment, I had to start all over with the webinar and rewrite it again. And I did so. We launched it again it sold even better. And it was highly ethical. It felt good. People were thanking us. It was at that moment that I just realized we need to be confident enough to buck the system, to look at what works out there and then ask, how do we reinvent it so that it works for us?
0: So what were you missing?
1: Transparent. In the first one, what was missing?
0: No, the second one, like the one that was you know, the one that you had rewritten that you put 200 hours into that you delivered that was really, really good and you knew you'd never deliver it again in that way. What was missing? Like, what, what, why did you miss that?
1: What was missing from that version was transparency and authenticity. There was, um, you know, we dangle a carrot in front of them saying, stick around till the end. Um, and, 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 and in a sense, people could feel like we were holding them hostage and they had to sit through a pitch. It wasn't right. So in the next version, I point blank tell people at the front, we are going to deliver a lot of value. You are going to love this training. And we are also a business. Like There are going to be some of you who love this so much, you are going to want to do business with us. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to talk to you about our immersion process. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to point blank tell you when we are transitioning from the content portion to the immersion process. You can decide if you want to stick around or not, but we respect your time. We hope you'll stick around. We won't be offended if you don't. So we delivered value for a really solid period of time. We told them when the transition was coming and we spent you know, five, 10 minutes talking about the immersion process and most of the people stuck around. And then we got to go into Q&A and really add more value to people and people were thanking us after the fact. So it was just not feeling like you have to bait and switch people, not feeling like you have to hold them hostage by dangling a carrot for them to stick around till the end, but just respect people, treat them the way you want to be treated, and, and people will respect you.
0: And so, you know, if the pivotal moment was you finished the delivery and you know you're never going to deliver it like that again, how did you feel?
1: Like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders.
0: And you knew. That it was a mutual feeling, that it wasn't just you feeling like
1: this. Jane and I looked at each other and without words even being spoken, we both knew it was broken and that it needed to be re- rewritten. And when we did it again the next time, we looked at each other again and we just nodded our heads and we went, there it is. All right, cool. So
0: let's go for
1: a third one. Third one. Um, man, this happened just a few weeks ago. One of the things that um, I'm constantly being assessed on is my ability to cast a vision, my ability to lead with revenue, drive the revenue of the business, and my ability to recruit amazing talent. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We are not yet at a position where we have consistent, predictable profit. So I'm continually driving revenue. The challenge is I've been focusing or asking the question, how do we drive more revenue? How do we drive more revenue? How do we drive more revenue? And it wasn't until a few weeks ago that Jay looked at me and said, we're asking the wrong question. What problem are we solving? And I looked at him and I said, well, I think it has to do with time. And he said, I agree, but what's the specific problem that we're solving? Part of the reason that uh, both he and I believe the business is not where we want it to be yet, which, make no mistake, I'm... being incredibly harsh on myself, we're still doing well, but just far from my expectation and my standard is because I've been focusing on driving revenue. And I haven't first and foremost been asking, what's the pain of our customer? What's that pain that we must solve? And can I clearly articulate it so that when the right person hears it, the light bulb goes off and they go ding, 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 ding. I have to talk to these guys and everybody else doesn't because we're not going to serve everybody. That's why you and I are having this conversation. Mm-hmm. And all my focus shifted from marketing, building sales funnels, to now engaging with customers. You know, For the people who didn't recently um, invest in our, uh, as a founding member for our membership platform, I sent an email to every single one of them. Asking for legitimate feedback. And I have been sending personal video responses to every person who replies. We're talking hundreds of people because I really care and I want to know what is that pain that we need to solve for them. And what's so interesting is when I now come from focusing on value first, caring about the individual consumer first, foregoing all the things that quote unquote sell or scale. I'm doing the things that don't scale, is where I'm starting to see. The relationship deepen. I'm starting to get more clear about how we can really serve our people best. And that will then help us as we go to launch our membership platform, um, make sure that we attract the right people and that the, the, the people who it's not a fit for, um, that's okay. And can
0: you answer that question? What's the pain that we're solving?
1: This is next defining moment. I was getting, I'm getting on the phone one-on-one with people. And Jay just keeps saying, what is it? What is it? I'm saying, well, I'm gathering the information. He said, no, 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 no. You need to have a thesis. You need to be willing to put a stake in the ground and say, this is what I think it is. And then go and test against it. Because if you keep getting on the phone one-on-one and you're just trying to look for answers, it'll take you forever. But if you walk in and say, this is what we believe the three problems are, and you test against that, you're going to either succeed really fast or fail forward really fast. So here's what I'm, I'm staking, putting the stake in the ground around. I think there are three challenges, pain points that people really have specifically as it pertains to their time. The first is they don't have clarity. They don't know what they want. Literally, like what do you want in your life? They don't know why they're here. They don't know how to set The right goals, they don't know what to do when they walk into the office every single day to make sure that they accomplish their goals. They simply lack clarity. The second is they lack confidence. They question if they've set the right goals. When they do set goals, they question if they can actually accomplish them. They question if they're doing the right things on a day to day basis. They're afraid to say no to people. They lack that confidence. And ultimately, they don't feel like they're in control. They really don't feel like they're in control of their time. Like they can set their mind to something and have the control to make it happen. I'm testing against that. And so far, it's 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 been good.
0: Okay, so we have these three pivotal moments. And the first one is when you were kind of selling the vision to Gary and Jay at the beginning. And you had this whole list of things that you were going to make happen in the company. And then I think it was Jay who said, no, I want three things. And you came in with three things.
1: Oh yeah. I I came in with my business plan, which was three priorities.
0: Right. Three priorities. And then they kind of whittled it down to one. Yes. Okay. And then the second moment was doing this webinar training that you'd spent hours and hours and hours creating. And you gave this fabulous delivery. And as it finished, you and Jay looked at each other and it's like, that's it. It's, it's not going to happen like this again. And it just felt completely off. And the third moment, I guess when Jay said to you, you're ask, and you're asking this question, how do we drive more revenue? How do we drive more revenue? And Jay said it's the wrong question. And the question should be what solution or what, pro, or sorry, what problem are we solving? And that sets you off in a whole different direction. So can you see anything in common in those three moments?
1: It's, it's, it's focusing on the right thing. It comes down to focus and it comes down to not putting ourselves first. The consistent theme, at least in in number two and number three and and, in some other moments that are in my head right now, it comes down to not focusing on what we want. It comes down to focusing on the person who's listening to this wants.
0: So I see this from a slightly different perspective because I see that what this You know, the common characteristics are simply the themes of what I call, you know, the story of you or the story of the organization or the core story. And the first thing I see is actually um, this incredible um, collaboration and spirit of collaboration and also a a really true listening that's going on. Mm. Listening to each other and listening to the market and listening to clients. so so, So that to me is very clearly... That's kind of the first one that just pops up for me. So it's a spirit of true collaboration and deep, deep listening. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So in the moment where you had put all this time and work into something and you realized, you realized that this is just not right. What I'm seeing here and what I'm seeing is true of all those three moments that you've shared with me is um It's a a real caring and both both a caring for and a capacity for for integrity.
1: Mm, Yes, a thousand percent.
0: So I'm not saying that everything you do has always been in integrity necessarily, although I suspect most of it has because that webinar that you delivered probably wasn't in full integrity. But the point is that you noticed it and you felt and it was Wordless, like it was just in your bones, right both of you
1: it's 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 always been that north Star, and kind of like an airplane flying across country, it never goes in a perfect straight line. it deviates from time to time, but it always corrects
0: but the point is that what what is here in my mind is this, it's this deep caring about integrity, so it's a huge value around integrity, and of course, the integrity shows up when you know, when you went in to describe your vision and it was just huge, and they said, OK, great, but let's just let's just get clearer and let's just get focused and let's pare it down. And, and if you could only do one thing and you're kind of like, well, of course, I mean, that's what this whole thing is about. The one thing. So like it, it's just coming back to the roots of 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 what you of that value. You know, what do you really care about and how do you bring it from a place that's true? And so then you went back in again, you had this business plan, like the three priorities. And again, they didn't let you get away with that. It was, okay, so, so tell me more about number one. And then you go on to number two and tell me more about number one. And we got in. So it's like digging deep for what's really true. Doesn't matter how deep you need to go, we're going to keep digging until we get to that point of true integrity. And that shows all of these stories in the third one as well where you talked about, um, you know, your focus and your are um, being assessed by driving revenue. So obviously, this is going to be a concern. And yet the question, you know, the, or, or the comment, this is the wrong question. And I get a sense that he wasn't just saying it to you, so you'd get it. He was saying it to himself, so he'd get it too.
1: That's possible.
0: Yeah. Because he felt, okay, we're missing something here. What are we solving? What are we solving for? And so that's why, you know, any true leader, I think, is somebody who questions themselves as hard as they question the people who they lead. And that's what I'm sensing here is really an example of true leadership on all sides. So this constant testing, this constant questioning, this constant pushing the edges. And so I would say the third theme, let's say, of the story of this company is leadership yes in the true sense of leadership not the person who has a title or the person who has a role but the sense of we want to lead something really important but we want to lead through this core story which is about collaboration and it's about spirit of deep listening and deep collaboration and it's about you know caring for integrity at a very deep level but leadership from that space.
1: And and we have an internal definition for leadership, which certainly underscores what you just said. And Gary has always said that the leadership is teaching other people how to think so they can get what they want when they want it. And that is absolutely what we are doing here. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the power of this, and let me just recap all three, but the power of this core story is that, it's something that you can measure against. Yes. You know, and, and the place where things are not in flow and where the revenue is not happening and where there's conflict or where there's challenge is the place where some part of that core story is not being honored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So going back to this core story, what we're talking about here is firstly, you know, the core story of your organization is the spirit of true collaboration and deep, deep listening. And the second one is this, Again, caring about integrity. So again, it's not always absolute integrity in every moment, but it's a deep caring for integrity. So it's always course correcting. It's always coming back to the place that's that's being true and, and in integrity. And then finally, being a shining example of leadership from all of those spaces. So leadership that doesn't um, kind of rule from high, but leadership that that gets down to... To what's really happening, to what's authentic, to what's in integrity, to what's really collaborative and in in collaboration with with everybody who's involved. Yes. Pretty powerful story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, my my challenge has been, and Jay Jay said this to me. He said, you know, you can cast a vision where you need um you might one of my areas of opportunity as the hopeful CEO of this company is to be able to very clearly communicate it you know, when I hear this and go, you know, example, when my wife's friends ask her what her husband does, she just blacks out. (laughs) She can't describe what we're doing. And when people ask me what I do, I pause and I go, yeah, I need a better answer for this. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't have my story.
0: Right. So in the light of these core themes of this core story, does that change it for you? Can you use some of this? language can you use some of this clarity
1: sure well i believe it's not like i can whip it out right now but i think it's that next step of right all right we just got those those three pillars if you will how do you now take that and put it into an actual story that you articulate
0: mm-hmm. so one of the things that comes to mind as i think about this and of course We've only met recently, and I don't know a huge amount about the company or about you, of course. But what I can just tell from what you've shared with me is that um, what you stand for, what this company stands for, is um, being thought leaders.
1: Yes. And being
0: pra- and and thought leaders, but practice leaders as well. So it's not just about okay, let's come up with a great theory, but let's practice. That's where the integrity comes in. And so, story that you could be telling is, you know, I. I'm the CEO of a company of thought leaders and of leadership in action around, you know, helping people find clarity, helping people find confidence, helping people take back control in their lives. And we do it through, you know, in all kinds of inspiring ways, through online programs, through podcasts, through, through the incredible books that are being written and the incredible resources and materials that, that are being offered to people.
1: Sounds a lot better than what I've been saying.
0: so so my suggestion with this course story is that you you know you you kind of step into it and you step into the language that we've just managed to somehow evolve and look at well how does that how does that relate to what we're actually doing so you know it's programs it's books it's you know what is it and at the deepest level what we're that The way we're doing it is the core story. We're doing it through leadership. We're doing it through integrity and authenticity. We're doing it through collaboration. And what we're doing at the end of the day is we're solving the problem. And what's the problem? It's helping people get clarity, get focus, and take control. And what was the third one? Get confidence.
1: Clarity, confidence, and control of their time.
0: Yeah, they're all Cs. It's perfect alliteration as well.
1: I know. I know <laughs> the, 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 marketer in me got real excited when I got clarity on those. Oh, cl- there it is again, the C word. Yeah.
0: But here's the thing. That's an extra kind of cherry on the cake, if you like. And that is that in all three of these moments, you were getting clarity. You were taking control and that built up your confidence as a leader. Hmm. Which makes perfect sense because what we do, what we experience in our own perfect pivotal moments is what we are best able to support others with. Yep. So in any moment that shifts you, that makes sense for you, that suddenly you feel different and you're not quite the same after as you were before, when you see what's really happening in that moment, not only is that meaningful for you, but that's the best way that you empower others too. That's the magic of core story, is that you are best able to empower people to find clarity and confidence and to take back control because that's what you have done again and again and again in your life, in your career, and in this company.
1: You just nailed the reason we do the podcast. People read the book. They love the book, but to really humanize it and, and give them a resource, a free resource that helps them start to live it.
0: Mm-hmm
1: because we are so far from perfect. And we, like you said, we're not just thought leaders. We're, 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 practitioners and we are far from perfect.
0: And you're coming from a space that's really, I think it really, it actually defines you, but it also differentiates you because there are a lot of charlatans out there. There are a lot of people who are kind of spouting a lot of the same stuff, but they're not standing behind it. So to be A shining example of people who are prepared to say we're not perfect but we care and it matters and your opinion matters and your confidence matters and your clarity matters and you taking control of your life matters and that's what we're here to do and we're going to live it as an organization we're going to live it in terms of the way we lead this organization it's incredibly powerful and that differentiates you
1: i'm writing that down
0: Whew good stuff, eh? <laughs> this
1: is great stuff. And, and again, this is just one of those moments where that weight is, is being more and more lifted off my shoulders because anytime when you're building a business or in your personal life, when, when you lack that clarity, God, it just keeps coming back. It weighs on you. And when you just get a little bit of light that shines in there, you just feel a little bit more clear. All of a sudden, it's just like this, this release feels right. I feel that alignment.
0: And that in truth is what happens with story because we can't, you know, what you discover in story is it's not a discovery. It's a rediscovery. It's a finding something that's always been there that perhaps you've forgotten or you just haven't been clear about. And so the story doesn't lie. You know, it's always there. And you could have chosen any pivotal moment in the business, and we would have found the same themes. This
1: would have been there. Like I said, there were a bunch of others that were swirling around in my head, and it, it was there too. Excellent. It was there too. Good. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, it's such a pleasure. It's great.
1: This is this is um, very meaningful. Good. Good. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Lisa Bloom. I sat at my desk after I stopped recording and immediately went to work on refining what our story is. And it's, it's something that I'm still continuing to work on. It's not like I just, you know, press stop recording and all of a sudden, boom, story is done. You know, this is going to be an evolution. But what I can tell you is that when I saw Jay, the next time I told him about this conversation that we're sharing with you right now. And and we we had a really great discussion on it, getting clear on that pain that we're solving and how we articulate it to other people I know this is going to be really helpful for us, especially in the next few months, as we gear up to launch the actual membership platform that we're currently customizing with our founding members. And this is something you all will hear about. If you want to uh, be notified when that happens, you can text the word founder to the number 33444 and we'll make sure we let you know. But um, I hope you really enjoyed this. The reason we do this podcast is because we want to add value to you. We know how hard it is to live the book. We know that mastering the one thing is not exactly a destination, it's a journey. And one of the most valuable things we can do is to document our journey ourselves. And hopefully today's conversation had some light bulbs go off in your head around what really matters to you. What are your defining moments? And how can you get more clear when it comes to communicating your story with other people? So with that, thank you so much. And we will see you in the next episode.